Hey friends, Jesse J here. And today I have my babyest brother, Jared, here. Hello, hello. And we're going to talk about Jared. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> no. I. So the reason that I wanted to interview Jared is because Jared does what some people would consider extreme question mark challenges i think in the grand scheme of things they're not ex extreme uh based off some of the groups that i'm I am, i'm in and i follow um i think some people may look at it and think it's crazy you know i typically get asked like why are you doing that you know or they give some kind of weird look when you tell them that you're going to go run you know just to do a marathon i feel like people are you know wow that's crazy i could never imagine doing that so yeah but you do so like i feel like i hear a lot of people say oh i ran a marathon or i have done this or whatever um but you have done a challenge that a lot of people i think the first time i heard about 75 hard was from you was a challenge that you were doing i believe probably um i got into that that would have been 20 first time i did it was 2021 um, and at that point I'd only heard of a few people doing it, you know, it, was, it wasn't as anywhere near mainstream as it is today. It yeah. hadn't gotten on the TikToks yet. On the TikTok. Correct. TikToks. Uh, yes. I think, I think, I think them. yeah, I, I don't think they call them the TikToks, old man. I think it's TikToks. Um, I don't have the TikToks. You don't. I um, I have it, but I don't. I, I I spend a lot more time wasting time. So so let's. I keep looking over there because I know Haley is recording part. So I feel like I don't want to leave her out of the conversation. I need to focus on what I'm supposed to be doing. So I want to share. She's not there. She's not there. I have to. I have there. to remember that. Um, I want to share. Um, so Jared is the person that I will absolutely tell something i know that i don't want to be able to excuse my way out of so like if i have a goal and i'm like i want to be able to do this if i say like we've talked about on the love mission podcast how you can have people around you who are supportive and then you but you can also have people around you who will feed into your bullshit, who will be like oh yeah you're really tired you should probably rest like Jared is not. No. Jared is not the person to call if you're wanting that type of sympathy. He's who you call if you need. I looked at Haley again. He's who you need to call if you need someone to say, I will give a perfect example because it just happened. I told Jared one of my words for the year. I hate oversharing with people because I just sometimes you're supposed to keep your dreams to yourself. But I'm going to say that the word was mogul. And I texted Jared after we had had a conversation. There was about a bunch of stuff. It wasn't just mogul. There was, I mean, it was a whole vision board that she put together. And yes. I don't even think she said, you know, maybe out loud briefly was mogul, but there's a, a bunch of things on there. Focus, um, mm -hmm. having a healthier life, never giving up, creating. We have the vision board right in front of me. So these aren't things that I'm remembering, mm -hmm. but mogul was, was one of them. Yes. And do it is one of them. I have my bracelets that my friend Amy made 
that say, just fucking do it on. And so I texted Jared a video from the TikTok that TikToks. I thought was hilarious. From TikToks. Because it was talking about the cost of eggs. And I sent it to Jared only thinking about the egg video. And Jared's response was. Uh, would a mogul be scrolling through TikTok right now? Yeah. And then I shamefully set my phone down and was like, hmm, um, mogul would not be on the TikTok. And then he sent me a David Goggins video. <laughs> Said something along the lines of, I'm back, motherfucker. Yes. Facts. And so if you Sorry. need that. Sorry, mom. Yes. I do cuss. I'm pretty sure mom knows all of us cuss because we learned. I just started. Just got into it this year. That's a lie. That's I have a, never cussed. It was an outright Before lie. this year. I'd say things like, gummit. Like Aunt Sandy says, fiddly D. Yeah, I say that all the time. That was. I don't know that one. I've ever said it except when I'm referring to Aunt Sandy. Mm -hmm. To be fair. Um, so 75 hard consists of. Two. 45 minute workouts. One of them has to be outdoors. A progress picture. Uh, t reading 10 pages of a nonfiction book. Following some kind of diet. No cheat meals. No alcohol. And a progress picture daily. I believe I got all of them. Yeah. And so when... Oh, oh to Haley again. So in the scheme of things, it doesn't sound... They're not... They're not difficult tasks. It's not, you know, it's very easy to take a picture of yourself every day. You may not like what you see, so it might make it tough, but it's not hard to, you know, close your eyes, snap a picture. It's not hard to read 10 pages. It's not, you know, difficult to do a 45 minute workout, but most of the time people will hear that, I think, and they're like, oh man, I don't have an hour and a half of workout. I'm too busy. So it's not, I would say it's not difficult if you're open-minded and you realize that you do have a lot of time in a day, you know, your, your day is no longer or shorter than the next person that has, you know, kids or a family, you know, and they're still going through and doing 75 hard. So if you can be open and accept it, then it is fairly easy, but it does get monotonous. It does get, it is very, you know, day in and day out. You have to, you have to show up. So it can, it can get, tough mentally as you go, but the tasks themselves are not hard. You don't have to be physically fit to start. You don't have to be anything to start. You just have to be able to, to start. You don't even need to download the app. You know, you can write, write down daily in a journal what the tasks are and, and knock it out. So not very difficult. Just, you know, how open are you to, to doing it? Yeah, I know. I know. Cause I've tried. So you've successfully completed it twice. Twice. I tried it. I have tried it twice. I'm pretty sure. And um, both times, it's really, I know like I read the book that he wrote, Andy Frasilla. Andy Frasilla. Is yeah. who does 75 Hard. 75 Hard is not a me thing at all. It is a, uh, it's Andy Frasilla started it. He owns several companies, but the two biggest is First Form and then Supplement Superstores. And he's he from the Lou. And he is from St. Louis. I think he's from South County. I think. Hoity toity. Bill, sorry, South County people that came out rather quickly and I didn't mean to sound judgmental. Um, so you've done 75 hard and then we've mentioned David Goggins who has the 
you did the four by four by 48. So Correct. what is that? Four by four by 48. It starts, it's, they do it in March, but you start at like 10 o'clock at night. You, uh, you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight. So you start, uh, you start at the same time everybody else does throughout the United States. So at, you know, 10 PM, I think it is in, in St. Louis, uh, you start, it's, you know, you run four miles, you come home and then you have about three hours or so before the next, next time you go out and run four miles. So, you know, 10, 10 PM, 2 AM, 6 AM, 10 AM, and so on until I think it's Sunday at, um, Sunday at like 6 PM, I think is when you're, is the last, the last set. Um, which I couldn't even imagine doing. Like I could not imagine if I have to compromise sleep for anything. I don't want no parts. Yeah. You don't really sleep. And I would say that is the toughest part. Cause it's not, it's not physically it's tough, but you know, 48 miles over the course of two days, is not a difficult thing. I mean, a lot of people do that. Like if you're a nurse and you're on your feet all day, you know, 12 hour days, you know, you're, you're putting in a decent amount of miles without even realizing it, Yeah. you know, putting in the steps. So it's not a very difficult thing and it, it is more mental. It does, you know, it's not, especially when you first start that first day, you know, it's not, it's not tough because, you know, 10 PM, you're very excited. You go out, you do your four miles, you come back, uh, you know, 2 AM, it's your first, you know, your first go at it. So you're, you know, real excited 6 AM, the first, you know, the, the first set of you know, miles, it can at that point start getting tough, but it's really that second day. It's that, you know, Sunday morning, two o'clock, you've already done at that point, 20 plus miles, you know, your legs are tired, uh, cramping. All you want to do is sleep. Um, and this past year, I like slept until I was supposed to get up at, I think it was 6 a.m. to get up to work out. I think I got up at like 6.30 because I overslept, but then I, you know, I, at that point, I could have either have said, oh, I failed it. But instead, I grabbed my running shoes, went out, did four miles, came back, and I had less time to recover, you know, when that, that 10 o'clock, 10 a.m., you know, came a lot faster um, than anticipated. Mm -hmm. Went out there and, you, you know, you do it again. Yeah. I, I've I, done that I, twice. It's It was definitely easier the second time because I was more prepared to do it. And I had a friend join me. He only had like one day in like advance of, of knowing that he was going to do it. We had just really met, went out for dinner for the first time ever. And he was like, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, oh, I'm doing four by four by 48. He goes, what's that? Oh, would you mind if I join you for a couple? And he ended up doing the whole thing with me. And a couple of times he was pushing his kid and he had no training, nothing at all. He just went out and did it. And then by the end of it, he was like, yeah, that wasn't very difficult when, when you do it with, when you do it with somebody, I'm really not that sore, you know, and he, you know, with no training at all, he was able to do it. So it's not a tough thing. It's just, he was able to just, just look at it and say, this is going to be a fun thing I'm going to do this weekend. And yeah, he nailed it, killed it, made me look like I was sore. And I thought this was going to be some tough challenge based off of everybody else. It was very humbling because he, he just came in and did it with, with no training. He just was mentally in the right spot of, Hey, this is going to be fun. This is going to be something I'm going to do with. Yeah. Do you, so what, what first motivated you to say like, like the first, cause many people see 75 hard and we were even together recently when somebody said, Oh, I want to do that, except I don't want to do everything. And I remembered you saying like, if you're not doing everything exactly as 75 hard says, you're not doing 75 not doing hard. It, yeah. 
So at some point you heard that and you were like, I could fucking do that and I'm going to do it. So what, what was the catalyst for you? Like, what was the thing that made you say, like, I'm going to start doing stuff like this? I, well, I don't know what the first thing was, but I know that from, and I, I have always battled some level of weight from, you know, when I was younger, I was a chunkier kid, uh, got into high school, eventually started boxing, lost some weight, but still didn't, you know, I wasn't really pushing myself. I just lost that weight. Cause I was, you know, I may have was eating less food. I started running a little bit more, dealt with some injuries or excuses, but then finally, I don't, I don't know what it was that clicked where I'm like, I, I really do want to start. It may have been the first Goggins book that really like set it off. Like I'm going to start running more miles and, you know, cause I've always wanted to chase a marathon. I've always wanted to run, but I had no clue what an ultra marathon was. I had no clue what, you know, any of those, I didn't realize there was, you know, way more out there than just, you know, running a marathon for me a marathon was going to be it. So I think I was, I got into Goggins and then, which led into, uh, I think I found out about 75 hard first for my cousin um, who brought it up. And then they said that they were going to like, instead of giving up the alcohol portion of it, they were going to do like giving up coffee. So they're still going to drink alcohol, but not drink coffee because they have more of an issue with caffeine instead of an alcohol issue, which was, I don't think was incredibly accurate. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing that and I'm like, okay, like I could probably do that. And then the more you like follow Andy Priscilla and, and realize that he's, he's very aggressive. He's very much like, no, this program is called 75 hard. It's not called anything else. You know, you can't come into this and, and change things. The, I mean, the whole point of 75 hard, if you go to the app or his website, it's you know, zero compromises. Yeah. You know, you cannot, you can't switch any of these out. Uh, it's not saying that, you know, every 45 minute workout has to be a, you know, you have to you know kill yourself. You know, that would, that would be harmful to your body. You know, you could do a 45 minute lift session and a 45 minute walk, you know, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. And some people are going to scale differently, but going into it, realizing how hard it was. And then when I'd hear people say like, oh, I just couldn't do that. Um, so I'm going to change this, you know, I'm, I'm doing 75 hard. You know, I, I knew somebody that was doing 75 hard, but I knew that they weren't doing the workouts. And it was almost like an, not an insult because it's their, you know, they're doing the best that they can, but the best that they think they can. But it was, you know, frustrating to hear, you know, like, oh, I'm going to, I can't do this. So I'm going to, I'm going to change it up. You know, you're not doing 75 hard. You're just doing something different. Yeah. Don't even compare it to that because you're not doing that. You're doing your own thing. Yeah. And I think like I got mad at mom for her, not mad, but when she was like, I'm going to do 75 soft, and there's a thing called 75 soft. And I'm like, it's, I don't even like they're calling it 75 anything because it's, you know, it's, it's not the program they're ripping off the program that, yeah. you know, people are doing of all ages. And it, it really is just a barrier that they're putting up. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's so there's, that's why I feel like when somebody's like, uh, I mean, I've failed 75 hard, I've done it twice and i really haven't done the full thing that the whole program is it's called the live hard uh program so it's 75 days you know it's 75 hard's like the boot camp then it's phase one phase two phase three and i've only ever done 75 hard and then have failed phase one uh afterwards you know multiple times probably six or seven times i've i've failed it mm -hmm. you know i failed probably the whole thing 
a dozen times. You know, if you look at my phone and look at the different times I've had to restart the whole thing, it's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, I've heard Andy Frisilla say that a lot of that is about creating the discipline. <clears throat> like you were saying, like the workout doesn't have to be some high intensity something. It's that you're doing it with intent. Yeah. Like creating the discipline of, like, I know he said, like a lot of times the people, the way that people will fail will be because they didn't take the picture. Yeah. Because it seems like the easiest thing, just snap a picture, it takes no time, take the picture, be done with it. But he was saying, like, the issue is that because people think it's so simple, they forget it easily. And it's about creating the discipline of doing something repeatedly. And it's easy to get into autopilot. So the toughest part of 75 hard for me, like the first couple of weeks, you're doing it with a lot of excitement. You have the, you know, your adrenaline or the, the, you're, I mean, you're, you're, it's something new. It's exciting. So you're doing it, you're crushing it. And then you get into the day forties, day fifties. And that honestly, like some people think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing, it's easy now up to this point, it's easy. And you're like, well, then you're not, you're still not pushing yourself. That's, you're missing the point of it. You know, it's not, you're not, it's not supposed to get to a point where every day is, you know, a cakewalk. Um, I failed 75 hard on day 60 before because I couldn't get, you know, both the workouts in and at the end of the day it was an excuse. There are people that go through and do 75 hard, but you know, they do a really light walk for both of their workouts because they're not doing the, the intent piece. They're just out there doing it just to go through the motions, which is you're missing the point of it. The second you start slipping and, and realizing that you're not putting your, your all into it, whether it is like going for a walk and walking with intent, um, you know, Andy has realized it himself like Dave, 60 he's he's in it. he's just like i'm just going through the motions i'm being too much of a bitch about it and he restarted from the beginning because he did an audit and said hey i'm not doing i'm not doing the job that i know that my future self you know would be proud of mm -hmm. i think i was when you were talking i was thinking of um like somebody who has the discipline and the consistent routine of exercising every day for example like i was thinking when we went to ohio I guess it's been two years now for Jenna's graduation. And we, me, you and Alina were on 75 hard at that point. We were on phase one. You guys were on phase one. I was in 75 hard. 75 hard. And I remember it was like nighttime workout needed to happen. And I like definitely I caved, but something that I was thinking about is like somebody who uses exercise and wellness and takes care of themselves consistently. Like they don't allow those excuses to get in their way. Anyway, they would find a gym that's near there or, you know, not necessarily outside in the middle of the night in an area you don't know, but they would like, you figure it out. You don't use the excuse. Like I don't have time. Cause I could easily say, I don't have time to work out. I could easily say that. Is that true? Maybe if I'm not using my time wisely, it could absolutely be true, but I take a lunch and I can guarantee you there's times I'm scrolling on social media or doing something else instead of something that would directly benefit my health. Yeah. One time I was working um, and my boss came over and he said, did you do this, do that to get this contract out or whatever? And I said, no, I just haven't had the time. And he like smiled and he said, okay, for the rest of, the, today on a piece of paper, everything you do 
I want you to say, you know, from 1235 to, you know, this time I did this, you know, at lunch, I did this, you know, to this, I did spend 15 minutes here and he goes, I can guarantee you could have found 20 minutes to do something, you know, just within this work day, you know, you took an hour lunch yesterday, but yet you needed this big contract out. You didn't do it. And then he walked away. And I mean, it was like, and first I'm like, yeah, I didn't have time. I have no problem doing this. And then you immediately do that audit and you're like, oh, no, actually I had hours to do, you know, like I well, from time to time think, man, where did my day go? And you can pull up your phone. Now you get a report every Sunday from at least Apple that'll say, you know, you, your daily average was four hours on your phone, five hours on your phone. Some kids are at 12, 13 hours on their phone. And then you can even see where they're spending their time on their phone you know so for when people say they don't have time you know there's people that have there's a guy that i follow that has a couple kids um you know he's an ultra marathoner and he's a he owns his own business owns a couple businesses he wakes up he'll run 20 miles he wakes up at 4 a.m gets his you know whatever mileage in that day gets back eats eat takes the kids to school comes back home works and then picks the kids up and then before he goes to bed he'll get the rest of his miles in if he needs to or get a get a weight uh lifting session and his job is not just to be fit he's like a doctor and i mean he has he has a lot on his plate so it's not it really is just a time there was somebody the other day that said it's it's, it's okay for you to admit you know if, if you're saying that i don't have time really what you're saying is I, this isn't something that's a priority of, it's not a priority of mine right now mm-hmm. i don't have time to work out no, you're just not prioritizing your workout right now. Mm-hmm. That's all I, I have. Who said that? Do you know what? Was it a like a social media person or uh, something? I, have, I don't know. There's um. So there's a I'm thing. sure it's out there. I didn't just make that up. Yeah. That um. Very... Well, it reminded me of Tom Billu. He's like the uh, his him and his wife started Quest, like the hmm. food. I didn't know how to his, say his last name. Yeah. I follow him. Yes. So he says. Like him and his wife have a thing where like whenever they want to accomplish something amazing, they have like a thing where they'll say to each other, like, no bullshit, what will it take? And so like the idea of, okay, do you really want to be healthy? And if you do, no bullshit, you already know it will take eating better. It will require you to move your body every day in whatever way you can. I have one of the things that drives me absolutely freaking nuts is at work, I'll do try to give like group fitness session with the clients and uh, 10 of them. Oh, I can't. And I'm just like, everybody stop. Do you have two legs? Yes. Oh, okay. Do you have two arms? Okay. Are you breathing? Then you can exercise. Yeah. People think exercise has to be this run yourself into the ground and I'm miserable when I'm doing it. Like exercise is not that exercise is heart healthy. It's man, what it does for your mental health is cannot be beat. Like there's so many benefits, but people will instantly have the excuse that I can't exercise because a doctor told me one time I had my sciatic nerve is bad. Like, okay. I was trying to do an exercise with people yesterday, like with their arms. And she's like, oh, my gosh, my sciatic nerve's going to hurt me for a week. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. You're driving me. And I am the queen of excuses. I can excuse my way out of anything. Yeah. 100%. And and I fall into that with 
with most things too. And that's why something like setting my heart, it, it's nice to have that accountability. I mean, the other day I was feeling like I just started phase one. I was really pumped. I was like a weekend and just as depressed as ever. I was laying on the bed or laying on my couch and I'm like, I do the last thing I want to do today is two workouts and, and for, for phase one to add to that core list of two workouts, um, two workouts, you know, no cheat meals, no, um, what is it? No cheat meals, no alcohol progress picture to add to that. You also have to do 10 minutes of dedicated, uh, visualization, you know, so sitting down where there's in a dark room and just for 10 minutes, just visualizing the things that you want. Uh, you have to add a five minute cold shower. You have to add an additional three tasks that will progress your life forward. So if you want to start a business, uh, you know, for example, like myself, I want to start, you know, do my own thing, right? Build my own brand and start documenting. So I, for me, I have to spend 30 minutes on that daily dedicated to that. I also, we, my wife and I want to take a trip to Italy next year. So I'm learning Italian. So in order for me to actually learn something, a part of my daily tasks is to spend a little time on or spend, you know, a lesson learning Italian and then journaling. Um, I also like to, to write. I recently started a blog, so I have to spend every day writing both a journal about how I feel that day, write out my tasks, and then also spend, whether it's, you know, a couple sentences or a paragraph or a full blog, I have to spend time writing. And so that, that day I was sitting there and I'm like, I have, it's 1 PM. I have done absolutely nothing. Oh yeah. You also have to drink a gallon of water. I missed that for both, uh, yeah. 75 hard and for phase one, you have to drink a gallon of water. Um, and I, I mean, 1 PM, I had not taken a sip of water. Um, and I was like, I had to do something by 6 PM that night. And you have to have three hours in between workouts too. So you can't do like, okay, I have something tonight at 7 PM. So I'm going to work out, you know, for 90 minutes straight, you know, 1 PM I'm done by two, two thirty, And then I can knock out the other stuff. You have to, you have to time block and plan your day accordingly. That's the whole point of 75 hard. So you can get disciplined and say, okay, like today I have a busy schedule. So that means I need to be up at three 30 in the morning, four 15 in the morning, get my first workout in, go through, knock out my 10 minutes of visualization, cold shower, 10 pages, you know, and do all that by seven in order for me to be able to get to work, do the things I need to do. Because later on tonight, the last thing I'm going to want to do is two workouts plus, you know, my cold shower, plus my visualization, plus all of that. So getting it done, you know, in the, at the front of it. And I was in a tough spot mentally. And I think I, I laid there on the couch from my phone and was like, okay, I just need to knock these tasks out one by one, you know, step by step. If I looked at it like crap, I have whatever it is, 10 tasks to do, 12 tasks to do, uh, this is going to be miserable. Then I just would have sat there and leg locked. But instead I was like, you know, checkbox by checkbox. What can I do right now laying on this couch? Okay. I can write a paragraph of my blog from this couch. So I did that. You know, I can lay here with my eyes closed and think about, you know, how I want to feel, you know, by the end of this thing for 10 minutes. So I did that just to get some level of momentum. I went for my walk and I was miserable. Um, absolutely miserable. I called my friend and I was like, this is, this is literally the stupidest fucking thing I'm doing. I have no clue. I have no clue why I'm doing it. I've lost weight. I'm pretty much near my goal weight. I should be able to have a glass of wine. I should be able to just bitching. Um, but then by the end of it, you know, before I went to 
that birthday event that night, you know, I had hardly, hardly eaten anything all day. I was so miserable. Um, but I did it. And I told myself, I need to do, I need to do these things today. And if tomorrow I feel even worse, then, then I can, then I can audit and say, you know, I don't want to keep doing this. This is bad for my mental. But the next day I woke up incredibly proud that I was able to knock out what I was able to knock out. And then the next day I crushed it. And then Monday I just, I started picking up momentum and realized it was actually a diet issue. So I readjusted my diet, you know, to match that. But it makes it, I think it makes a difference. Like you, you said a lot of things in that, like small wins, like when the world seems, I just did a podcast on depression. And so I, how you explained it was very similar to, to how I explained that when you're in a moment of depression, it's very difficult to get out of the bed is what I used in that example. Like you feel like you're actually a part of the bed and that to separate, it just feels so like against what you think you're supposed to be doing, even though your mind is saying to do it, your body literally won't move. And like using the example of um, doing something small so that you could fix it. Like you could do little, little wins to help you get where you needed to go. So being able to do, like you were able to do small things, felt the success of that, and then was able to continue to keep knocking things out versus staying on the couch. Do you find that you, because you are always participating in something like this, so even if you aren't doing 75 hard, you have like a race planned. That was something else that I noted about you is like, you guys will like, you're going to go to Tennessee on the 22nd and you're like, Hey, I wonder if there's any, any races happening in Tennessee on the 22nd. I do look that up. Typically it's, it's something planned like Memphis, for instance, like each December, the last two years, um, you know, we like to be a part of the St. Jude, uh, Memphis marathon. So we know we're going to do that. So we know we're going to, we know we're going to Memphis. So a lot of times it's not, it's that particular race that we're going to go do is, which is why we're traveling there. I will typically look like every year. I always look when we go to Florida in June with the family, I always look up to see if there's a race and usually there's not because it's hot in the middle of June. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, it's not necessarily something that we planned a couple years ago. We did, there's a guy I was following. His name's James Lawrence, the iron cowboy. He um, there's a, documentary on him on i think it's amazon called the 50 50 um 50 by 50 something along like that so he did 50 full distance triathlons which is equivalent to an iron man can't call it an iron man uh because it's not sponsored by iron man so he does 50 full distance triathlons in all 50 states in 50 days so the 50 50 50. Hmm. so he did that watched the documentary and then he decided to break that record uh, by doubling it. So in a, it, he was going to do 100 full distance triathlons in 100 days. Uh, but he did it all locally to where he lives in, in Utah. So you would do the whatever it is, one point something mile swim and then 100 and something miles on the bike. And then you end with a marathon, 26.2 miles. Hmm. He did that every day for 100 days straight. So while I'm watching this, for some reason, I was like, oh, people can go. That would be awesome to do. And so then I told Alina, like my wife, I was like, I'm going, this is something that I, I would like to do, but I was a little scared to do it. And then finally, I just booked a flight. It was it was cheap to do at Southwest. 
at the time. Um, and then we got our hotel with, you know, with some points, you didn't have to spend a lot of money on that. So we went out there and I did two back-to-back marathons with him. We flew in like on a Tuesday or something like that. We did 10 miles with him that night. Uh, and then the next day I did a marathon and then did another marathon the next day. Um, and then flew out, you know, and, and then went home. You know, that wasn't something that was necessarily planned, but it was something that I was like, this would be awesome to do, kind of crazy. And I can say that I did back-to-back marathons. And so when I'll tell people that. They're like, wow, that's crazy. You did back-to-back marathons. Why the hell would you do that? I'm like, well, I mean, this guy did 100 full-distance triathlons. Like, what I did was nothing. I mean, it is, like, minute compared to what another human being can do. Um, and being able to see that and see somebody do that, it puts, you know, the things that you're doing in perspective, like, okay, cool. I went out for my birthday, you know, one year and tried running 27 miles and failed because it hurt. Um, you know, really that was just an inner bitch voice, you know, telling me that. And I allowed myself to give up because I told myself like, nobody's, nobody's here. Nobody's watching this. Um, and so, I mean, I did it like in December, the day after Christmas, I went and ran 27 miles, which I felt super proud and very happy. But in the grand scheme of things, it was very small. It was very, you know, when you look at some of these other people doing these larger challenges and it puts you, it put things into perspective for you and it helps push me. But from being able to, you know, to, to schedule, yeah, that's, I guess that's why I, I, you know, I have that initial reaction of like, Hey, we're going to be going to potentially going to uh, Ireland this year at some point. So I'm looking, you know, like, are there any ultra marathons in Ireland, you know, while, like, while we're going to be over there, but I'm not going to book the whole trip around around Ireland. I, you know what I keep trying to find because I heard a recommendation that man, there was two things. Oh, it was, um, it was a combination of two things. So one, um, I think it's Jesse, I, at Itzler, 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 um, where he was saying that in, or it may have been in the David Goggins book. I can't remember. I think it might've been David Goggins. Anyway, he, they basically said like, a lot of times you like you want to keep doing the same thing because you've done it before and you're like i know i can do that so for example like i did the turkey turkey trot not well but i did it lord i thought i was gonna die but i didn't and then i was like okay in we had like a one for work in may i guess soon after that whenever that was and then I was like, oh, okay, I okay, I can do another. That's a 5K, right? But yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, keep doing that. So I was reading that book. And a 5K, for those that don't know, it's 3.1 miles. Yeah, which is hard as hell when you're somebody who doesn't run at all, like myself. And, um, but then I, one of the two of those people, I, I really think it might have been in David Goggins' book where he says, like, don't just keep doing the same thing. Find out what's the next level of things. So like if you've always run a marathon, then you need to go find whatever the next thing is. I don't know what it is after a marathon because I've never run a marathon. Anything, technically anything over a marathon is an ultra marathon. Okay. So yeah. I've said it a couple of times, like my my goals now are more set, are set to align with ultra marathons, which is anything over over 26.2 miles. So technically when I did 27 miles, you could 
call that an ultra marathon, but anybody that does an ultra marathon in that community, it's a very like tight knit community. You don't just like do one ultra and say, I'm an ultra runner. Um, you know, it, it's typically like a 50 K, which I think is like 31, 31 miles. How long does that take you to do? I am not a fast runner. I'm a, I grind it out. Um, a slow grind. Um, I did a, it was about 30, 31 miles last February. And it took me about nine hours. But somebody that runs, I mean, if they if they can do, and that was a trail race, uh, a lot of switchbacks. So you go down. I forgot the total elevation, but like you essentially run down a hill for two miles, and then you run right back up that hill for two miles, and then you do that. Uh, I did that. It was like seven loops, something along those lines. It was a four point three mile loop, so it was just it was right around thirty miles. Um, it was what I did. But, you know, in that same amount of time, somebody ended up doing close to, you know, 45 miles or something like that because they in, I nine, mean, hours. in nine hours. But then the question, how do you pee? You just pee. As a woman, though, are there women on these trails? There has to be. Yeah, there there's women. Be. Yeah. So I, for myself, I had a, um, I did, I'll call it a situation. Um, mm. I was running, I did the whole day, typically, if anybody that's ever run, uh, any level of race you'll see right before the right before the start of the race the porta potty line is is incredibly long because people are trying to pee before they go for their run especially in like half marathons and marathons uh, and if you're like a marathoner who's you know trying to you know get a two hour and 20 minute marathon you know like you don't have time to stop and pee so those guys just literally pee on themselves mm. in order for them to get to mm. you know your pr like you can't just because you know you may stop it on your watch go pee you know, and that, a lot of people will do that. They'll stop it on their watch, go pee, and then they'll hit start on their watch again. Like they'll wait in line for five, 10 minutes because they'll have bathrooms along the route. When you do a traditional race, they'll have bathrooms, you know, for you to stop. You know, if you do a 5K, it's three miles. They may have, they might have a bathroom, um, you know, halfway in. You can't really count on that though. Uh, there's a five mile run in downtown St. Louis. Like they have multiple port parties because it's a massive race. For trail running, specifically for ultras, it is not a well-supported event. You typically have to bring your own stuff. You're out in the woods, uh, one with nature. Uh, it is very, you learn a lot about yourself when you're out there. Um, and so my my situation was I, I woke up and typically I have to use the bathroom right away, number two. It, I didn't have to for whatever reason that day. I tried drinking a little bit of coffee, didn't work. Uh, the race starts at 3 p.m., goes until midnight. So I got in, got there at like 2.45, didn't really have to use the bathroom. But the second I started running, I started feeling like a, a grumbling in my stomach. We were out in the trail. And in this particular park, there's one outhouse, uh, which is at, it's a loop, 4.3 mile loop. So it's right there at the start and end of each loop. And I did not use the bathroom. So I went around the first time, started feeling my stomach, get a little queasy, decided to not run, not to use the bathroom right then and there. So I went back out for my second run. I got about a mile and a half in. And there's nobody around you, you know, because a trail race, especially like that, there's really only like 20, 30 people doing it with you. Most of them are going to be a lot faster than you. So they're already gone. They're a couple miles away. So I quickly looked, literally rested up against a tree, um, used the bathroom. Um, I was already, I guess, up to that point, starting to use the bathroom on myself because I had a really bad stomach bug that, that hit me right then and there. Um, 
as I'm using the bathroom, I see out of the corner of my eye, somebody on, you know, cause they're switched back. So I saw somebody and it looked like they were looking right at me while I was in the middle of doing it. <laughs> uh, luckily my brother was doing the race with me and it, it ended up being him that saw me. So I wasn't too, too embarrassed. But this, um, this is Josh. Cause was I Josh, just, I, was brother, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever seen Jason. Um, he was out there doing it. So, um, and I started late. I got there late and had to start late. So I was really, I was really behind. There was, I knew there was nobody behind me and it was going to take some time for them to catch up to me. But, um, typically it's like that for a lot of trail races, you're out there by yourself. You kind of quickly look, uh, there's a big race in Colorado, for instance, uh, which is my dream. It's called Leadville. It's a hundred mile race in Colorado. And, um, yeah, I mean, you're out there. Some people bring, uh, there's like special trash bags that are made for you to use the bathroom in. I and guess you could wear pens if you really needed. You to. could, but then it would be on you, and then you would chafe. You don't really this want those true. things. You want to be as minimal as possible. You don't want to wear. This is true. Stuff. I don't know. That's just that's what I think when I think of going a long time. Besides being incredibly tired, I just think like I have to use the bathroom too much in my life. Yeah, you just yeah. I guess just an excuse because I mean you you're out there you're out there in the 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 wild. So different than if you're if you're actually camping. Yeah. And that just goes to how comfortable we are that we can, like, I can literally go to a bathroom right now. And yeah, for a guy, I mean, it's, it's obviously very easy and preferred to pee that way as opposed to. Well, for sure. Peeing on a toilet. I mean, let's be clear. I have used the bathroom in a variety of places on many alcohol ridden nights that I didn't care. Yeah. But you aren't really necessarily, I guess if you have to go bad enough, you'll go wherever you need to. Yeah, because sometimes it hits you. Like there, I did, there was no way I was already starting to go. There was no way I was going to be able to make it to a bathroom without going on myself. So. Well, we're sorry we just grossed anyone out. This is derailed. But that, but you know what? Sometimes it needs to because that might have been something somebody was thinking. That's what I instantly thought of. Yeah. So what keeps you going? So every one of them, it's hard and it's shitty while you're going through it. But what keeps you like you did 75 hard and you were able to pat yourself on the back and say, great job. I did something very few people do successfully or running 26, 31 miles. Although you compared yourself to the people who have done more. There are many people. There are many more people, actually, who have never done that before. So once you accomplish something like that, what keeps you going like, all right, I'm going to do another one or, okay, that was great. I'm glad I did 31, but now I want to do a hundred. Yeah. I'm still figuring it out. I, like I don't, there's no silver bullet. There's no easy answer of like, this is how I'm going to stay driven to do one thing. Um, for however many, like last year, for instance, I did, um, I uh, did at least a marathon. I did that. You know, I started my year off doing that 30 mile run. I felt really good. But then I ended up by the end of the year getting to a weight or about, I guess it was like late October. I got to a point where I was heavy again. I was like 235, which is heavy for myself. Um, you know, just unmotivated. It was just like pathetic. I could go run. I could do things. I'm, I was in shape in the sense I can run up and down basketball court for, you know, hours and, and not have any issues. I could go run a 5k and do all right. I could sign up for a half marathon and, and, and crush it. Um, but crush it for myself, I can get, at least get through it. Um, which is always, you know, my goal is just, is just to, to finish, um, and finish strong, uh, the best I can. 
Um, so there is no, like, I'll sign up for a race because I think that'll be good for me. And I think a lot of people do that. They'll say, well, I'll just sign up for a 5k. I'll be in shape by then. And then they don't, you know, I have a friend that, you know, will, will say things like I have a half marathon coming up. I got like five months to train for it. I have plenty of time. And then that day of the half marathon comes and they're like, I'm just going to do the 10k. I've done that a ton. I've been able to say like, oh, I'm going to do the, the marathon, you know, I'll sign up for a marathon. I'll get in shape and I'm going to crush it. I'm going to PR. But then I, the day of the marathon, I'm like, I'm just going to do the half marathon today. I didn't train or I, I had some injuries and, and whatnot. Um, so I haven't figured out because well, the actual core of the issue is I'm not disciplined. I'm not, I'm not there yet, you know, so I have to, I have to do something like a 75 hard that I don't want to fail. I've, I've failed it already and I don't want to fail again. Um, you know, I've allowed myself to do the, the boot camp of 75 hard, which is the 75 days, but then I've failed to do the rest of the program, um, which in total, it's like five and a half months worth of, so half your year, you know, you're, you're doing something that's better than yourself as opposed to past times. I've only done the 75 days and then trailed off and, and, you know, allowed myself to say like, Hey, I did this. I'm in a good spot now. I guess I get to drink beer again, or I get to go out and hang out with my friends and, and try and live a life where I thought was balanced, but it's, it's not, I mean, I, I haven't figured out the way of consistently staying disciplined so I can pull some of these challenges out from time to time, but still trying to figure out the, like doing it, even when you don't want to do it, waking up at, you know, five o'clock in the morning, getting your workout in and, you know, I haven't, I haven't figured it out yet. I don't think you ever will. I mean, even like, you know, one other guy that I follow, you know, he's up every day at four 30 and then every day he still will struggle. He'll wake up and it's four 30 and he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, why am I doing this? I'm already a millionaire. I've already, I've already done this. I've served my time, but yeah, it's the discipline that allows him to get up. And I, I'm lacking in that for sure. I'll get sprints of motivation. Motivation's crap as a whole. Um, that word, you know, it just, it fills you right then and there. Um, you know, it'll help you maybe get started on a couple things from time to time, but it definitely doesn't help you every single day. You know, nobody wakes up motivated every single day, 365 days a year, their whole life. It's the discipline that will continue to, you know, on those days where you just feel like death, you don't want to get up, you feel sick, you don't want to do anything. You know, it's the discipline that will allow you to push through that. And I'm just, I'm not there yet. I still have a long way to go before that's the case. Cause I, I mean, I have big goals this year for ultra running. And the only way I'm going to be able to do it is if I stay disciplined, um, and, and not stray from, from the game plan at all, which is going to be very tough, but exciting. Yeah. What, what advice would you give people like as far as so there's many, many people are much like me <laughs> in that I can usually keep something going. Like I'll figure it out. Although I'm a planner, which is why this year is my just fucking do it year. Um, but like advice for people in regards to who want to start somewhere, want to start, you know, jumping in and doing stuff like this, but either don't know where to start, feel like they can't want to do something like we talked about earlier, 75 soft, or I'm going to drink 
not drink because it'd be very easy for me for example to be like well i'll do 75 hard but i hate the outdoor workout when it's cold 100 percent, because i do have actual asthma but it's not that i couldn't walk for sure in the cold um well you could do squats outside you can do yoga outside you can do correct yeah. and and, I, and my and my excuses are what makes me go it's too cold i don't like it i don't want to do it i don't really have the space i just whatever so what advice would you have for people to be like this is the best way for you to get going and not there's that voice that says i don't what am i doing this for i don't have to and people many times will just listen to that voice. How do you train yourself to ignore that voice and go with the other one? I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm in no position to give advice, but what, what has worked for me, this go around with 75 hard is being brutally honest with yourself. Be hard on yourself to some extent. I mean, don't like tell yourself that you're ugly and worthless, but you know, if your goal is to, really identify what your goals are and then have the answer of why your goal is that, you know, some people will say, I want to run a marathon. You're like, why do you want to run a marathon? They're like, Oh, just because it would be cool because it's cool is not going to help you train. You know, when you have to, when you look at your training plan and your, your day, you know, you have to run 13 miles for your first time, but you've never run a half marathon before. You're like, oh, I'm not doing that. No way. Yeah. You know, because it's cool is not going to get you through that but if you if you have a good why of like because i i want to hold myself accountable i want to i want to achieve something that you know a lot of people think's impossible or you know uh, you know i used to run a 15 minute mile but i you know i don't want to be that way anymore i want to be a good healthy you know fit person i want to be a top tier runner you know if that if those are your if that's your why then you can set that goal um of running that that marathon if your goal is to lose weight you know why is your goal to lose weight you know if, if you're in shape why do you feel like you need to lose pounds instead of you know trying to figure out you know maybe start lifting maybe putting on muscle whatever it is but you have to you have to be brutally honest with yourself and say i'm not doing the my effort is not matching what that goal is and why is it that way and putting it on like goggins has a thing called the accountability mirror you know, you can wake up and you can be proud, you know, that you woke up, but you know, you need to put like right there in your face, you know, what your goal is and where you are today. If your goal is to do a hundred pushups straight, but you can barely do three, you need to put like, I am, I am weak and not doing the things that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing the, I'm not putting in the effort to actually get to that, to get to that goal. Yeah. So for me, it was journaling. It was, it was sitting down. And then writing out every single day, like, I feel like ass today. I don't feel good. I don't want to do things. Um, and then doing an audit of my my diet. I think a lot of times depression can come down to that, too. Um, just yesterday, I felt like crap. I like, went to my wife and I was like, I, today's a sad day. I just feel sad. I don't know why I feel sad, but I just feel sad. And she said something about um, food or something like that. And then at first I was like, yeah, I'm eating. I just was like, I just kind of brushed it off. And then I went to go track my food, my dinner, and then realized I had only eaten like 600 calories and it was like 7 p.m. and I'm about to go to the gym. I'm supposed to be eating like 3,000 calories a day. Mm -hmm. I'm at 25 and I had like 20 grams of protein, something like that, something stupid. And um, it quickly realized like, no wonder why I feel like an ass who, you know, I don't feel good. But I, I was honest with myself 
realized that, you know, luckily my wife was there to call, you know, to call that out. But I mean, you have to, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to set just outside of realistic goals. You know, you can't say like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, my goal is to wake up every day. Well, that's good. Like you're going to do that no matter what, congratulations. But if it's to wake up every day at 4am, get really specific on your goal and then making sure that your effort is, is matching what that goal is. If your goal is to run a hundred miles, but you're training for a 5k that doesn't, that doesn't align. You can have as big, if you want to lose a hundred pounds, but you're drinking sugary shit every single day, you're not going to get your goal. You're not going to be that, that person you want to be because you're not currently putting in the effort to change, to be that, to be that person. That was a lot, but I don't know. I'm not, I don't think I'm in the position yet to give, you know, sage advice because I'm still struggling with it, but journaling for me has been a huge help in reading as well. Actually reading physical pages, not audible. I do. I I do retain it that way too. You met, and I meant to ask earlier, so I want to make sure I ask before we wrap up is where can people follow? Cause you document what you're doing and, and like give people like, Hey, this is the real world. This is how things really look because i know a lot of times people with 75 hard will be like yeah i i rocked it and whatever whatever but they didn't share that they were starving because they didn't have their diet well planned or or those types of things so you share some of that on your blog i feel like you also share it on your you shared a few places so tell people how they they can go and follow you well i'm a i'm not an actual boomer but i am a boomer i don't have the ticky talks I do have an Instagram and in my bio, there's a link tree, which should take you or will take you to, um, to my blog or, or to my other social media sites. Yeah, it's on there. I have my blog. I do have a YouTube, which is not, um, it's there. There's nothing on it yet. That's a part of my, my do it of 2023. Uh, my Instagram is jhartw93. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's on there and heart for those that don't know H A R T W J H A R T W 93. Yeah. And his posts are really motivating and usually, um, insightful on wanting to do other things. So also if you need someone to kick you in the rear, do not tell me your goals, specifically physical goals. Do not tell me that you want to do something and then expect me to coddle you later. Do not. I have a friend that tells me, oh, by the end of the year, I think I'm going to want to do a hundred mile race. And then he's, he's not, he's not doing the stuff that he needs to be doing. And there's times where he, he, tries to give me some excuse or some reason why, oh, it's work this, work that. I'm like, fine, well, then your goal can't be that. You know, you can't you can't be doing that. You're not doing the right thing. You can't tell me that you want to lose weight and then continue to drink soda in front of me while while doing it because I'm going I'm going to say something to you. If, if that's what your goals are, if your goals are to be uh, unhealthy and and to live life and 
and you know have no you know moderation then do it i won't judge you for it because I've, I've done it i enjoy doing it from time to time um but don't 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 tell me that you you want to to be better and then expect me to just be like you know if you were if we're supposed to go run but you tell me that you don't feel good i'm gonna run to your house uh and and tell you to get into the car or you know tell you to get your shoes on and we're gonna go go for a run so Facts. which is an open invite to anybody that would want that but i would not um i would not do it half-heartedly i, it, I would legitimately be at your house early a.m to get you to to get to get your. you'd be more likely running. late p.m yeah yeah. Yeah. Not early. Yeah. Not I wouldn't. I wouldn't show up to your house at four a.m. But I might. Unless you're doing the four by four by forty-eight, then I yes, might. you would. I might do that. My goal is to be up at. I like this week. I am, you know, starting on so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, six days this week. Um, and because my week starts on Monday, I'm not a psychopath that says my week starts on Sunday. Mm. Um, Monday to Sunday. Um, you know, so out of six days so far, I'm one for six for waking up at the time I'd like to wake up. So I have, I have failed my morning. I've lost, um, six five, or five times so far this week, being able to say, I'm going to wake up. And like today I was up at three fifty. I set my alarm for 3am. I was up at three fifteen. used the bathroom, stared in the mirror and then got back into bed because mm-hmm. I told myself I needed rest. And sometimes you really do. Maybe. Always. I maybe. Not every time you tell yourself you need rest, you need it. But sometimes you most, really do. Most times it, it you could still do the workout. You can still get to the gym. And the one guy that I follow has said, like, you if you feel bad, like it's fine to feel bad. If somebody asks him consistently, like, when's your rest day? Because I don't pick my rest days. Like I I will let them come to me. And usually it's, it's, you know, he'll wake up, maybe it's a Sunday uh, where he has nothing going on, um, except, you know, family stuff. And he'll wake up, you know, it's four or 15 or whatever. And he feels like garbage. He feels he doesn't want to work out or anything, but the discipline that he has, he gets up, he does the workout and he says, if tomorrow I feel like crap, then, then I'll take my rest day. My body is at that point trying to tell me something. Because your brain will tell you like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're sore. You know, you need to re- relax. You need to rest. Mm-hmm. Like, because your legs might be cramping, sure. But that doesn't mean you can't go sit in a chair and do bicep curls for mm-hmm. 15 minutes else. and get your workout and do something different. There are times your body's telling you to, I mean, during my example of um, in the middle of 75, I had three days left of 75 hard. I had a really bad fever the night before. I had probably like four hours of sleep. Woke up at 7 a.m., like sweating. I was sweating through my clothes, sweating through the sheets. I got out of bed, went and grabbed uh, some water uh, and some ibuprofen or something like that to try and cut the fever down. And I collapsed in my bedroom. For no reason at all, I thought. I mean, I it was out of nowhere. I, I had never collapsed before. Um, I just remember opening up the door, hitting my knees, falling you know into the bed and i thought i made it to the bed and then i woke up a, a few minutes later my wife was on nine you know had nine one one going i could hear his voice I'm like laying on the floor and she's you know you know jerry you, you awake you, you hear 
And I'm like, yeah, I guess I passed out. I guess I didn't make it to the bed. Um, you know, and my, at that point, my body was literally telling me like, you, it's, we need to shut down for a few minutes. Um, but a few hours later, I felt fine. I felt okay. And I remember just like looking at my wife and being like, I'm, there's no way I'm quitting 75 hard. I'm, I'm day 72. You know, this is day 73. I have three days left of this. No way am I stopping. So instead of, you know, like I could have easily have told myself, no, Jared, this is it. Your body's telling you, you need to, to cool it. You need to relax 75 hearts too much or whatever. Um, you know, I just, my wife was like, okay, I figured you were going to say that. So we're going to go for a walk. We're going to scale it down a little bit. You're, there's no reason to, you know, um, there's no reason to, to kill yourself. I had my friend come over. Um, I, my, my wife, I was on a, like, I couldn't do anything by myself. I couldn't go to, you know, the bathroom, um, without like my wife being like, you good? Like, are you fine? Um, my, my friend came over that night, worked out with me, you know, essentially I was under supervision. Uh, for the next few days to finish up 75 hard, but you know, it's not, and I could have been dumb to, to, to have done it, but I ended up by the end of it, I felt so much better. I felt more accomplished. And, and typically, I mean, there are times your body's saying like, Hey, we need to, we do need to relax, but that doesn't mean that you have to just sit and do nothing all day. It doesn't mean that you have to sit and, um, you know, I think that's a part of what, a lot of people do is, you know, they say they need to rest, you know, I want to do nothing all day. And then they sit and then they're on their phone. You know, they're not, they're not actually resting Their, You know, full rest would be putting your phone aside, putting your devices aside, you know, reading a book, you're walking around your kitchen, you know, maybe cooking or, or prepping and, and still doing something that's going to propel you forward. It's not doing nothing. Um, and even if it is that maybe your body is literally telling you to lay in bed and do nothing all day. You know, you need to actually take a break and yeah, be device free. And I'm definitely guilty of like, I also, I love the mornings, but for some reason I had become a morning person because I wasn't. And I started, like I was going to the gym, a club fitness had a um, body pump class and I was going there three days a week. Religiously, the class started at 530, which meant I had to be up by 430 at the latest because it was at the creep core one. And I would have to like get myself together. I had to prep the night before for it. And then in the morning I would go to the gym and I'd go straight from there to work. And I felt amazing. I felt accomplished. And I got out of the habit of doing that because I was able to make an excuse one time. I'm sure it was only one time I could have made it, but I used it multiple times. And now trying to get back into being a morning person who like wakes up, works out, if I know I'm meeting a client or I think they call them members at club fitness. If I'm meeting a member at club fitness at five o'clock in the morning, I'm good. I'll wake up, I'll get there. I show up. But the second it's because I have scheduled a workout, I can back out of it. Yeah. Cause there's no one there saying, cause me and Alina were, we were meeting at the gym early in the morning. And if all I, all her and I would joke a lot about like, waiting for the other person to cancel yeah. like never wanting to be the person to be like yeah i can't today but also almost willing the other person to say please cancel please cancel because i really don't want to anyway i just don't want to be the one to say it yeah i that happens to me today i do that all the time like um today my friend and i were supposed to be up early 
I actually wanted to get up, get a workout in at, at three or at, at by four. So I had my alarm set for, for three. Um, and then go run for him or run with him at like seven or eight. So that way I could get both of my workouts in by 9am I'm done and then come and then do this, um, podcast. So that was my, that was my goal. I woke up at three and then I allowed myself to say like, it's a Saturday. I have nothing else going. Um, and he had texted me the night before saying, Hey, I don't, it's going to be really tough for me to wake up at five 45 in the morning. It's midnight. You know, like his wife was out of town all week and you know they were hanging out. So like I allowed like this morning, I was like, yeah, he's probably going to cancel anyway. You know? And then I slept in even like until nine or whatever it was. I know my body did need sleep because I've been sleeping like uh, crap the last week. Um, so my body, like today, my watch will tell me what my body battery is essentially like based off your sleep and stress levels and you work out your heart rate and all of that stuff for you to be able to maximize a workout in this morning. For instance, when I woke up, when I had checked that, it was like 20 on a scale of hundred, which means it's terrible, terrible sleep. Um, and I've been doing a lot for, with, with 75 hard phase one, but I allowed that to be. You know, I was hoping that he was going to cancel. He didn't even officially cancel. I just decided like, oh, he, he texted me last night that he may not wake up. So, mm-hmm. and luckily he didn't go out because we were supposed to go in. I have a ultra in a couple of weeks. And so we we're going to go and like scope out the, the, the trail. Um, and I just allowed myself to, to sleep in mm-hmm. hoping that somebody was going to cancel. And I do that every week. Uh, like I said, this, you know, six, six days this week, um, you know, I failed five so far and tomorrow I'm going to set my alarm, probably piss my wife off because I set like 30 alarms mm-hmm. at like 4 a.m. And uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to give her a try. There's also been something I've been wanting to try called uh, F3. I think it stands for fellowship, fitness, fellowship and uh, faith. Probably not in that order. Um, it's something that it's all throughout the United States. I'd recommend looking it up. I've been recommending it to everybody. I just haven't been yet. Um, it's, a it's a, a fellowship for, for men. Um, it's, you wake up at, I think most of them start at six 30. It's a 45 minute outdoor workout, which is perfect for 75 heart. Um, and every single it's Tuesday and Thursday in this area, there's a guy that, that goes and, uh, you know, I, I say, yeah, on Monday night, I'll say, yep, you'll see me tomorrow. I'm excited. And then my alarm goes off at 6 a.m. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I don't need to. I play basketball, you know, tonight. There's no reason for me to to go or like, no, I'm going to get my workouts in. You know, I don't need to go up there and do that workout with those guys, you know, or my workouts are probably going to be tougher anyway. Whatever excuse I want to give at the time, which is probably not the case. Those guys are animals. Um, but it, it is it is something I consistently have issues with, um, you know, even even today with, you know, like I have people that are trying to hold me accountable. And yet I'm not, I'm not allowing them. You know, I just, for some reason think that, you know, in the mornings, I just, I, I don't know. It's been, it's been tough for me mm-hmm. still today to, to do that. So to get my workouts in, but a goal for next week, every week is to try and win more days than losses. And so far I'm in the hole. Yeah. But the, oh, there's always next week. It's always tomorrow. Yeah, well, tomorrow I, I can. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, but, and, and that's how I need. That's yeah. how I try and look as like, you know, I'm I'm down this week, so I might I lost this week, so I might as well, you know. But I I try not to like, seventy five hard. A lot of people think, well, I can't do that for seventy five days, you know, because they're like, you know, that's a lot of weeks, 
instead of looking at it like, no, it's just one day. You just have to win. You have to do one task and then another task, but just do it for one day. Mm-hmm. You can't worry about the next. Same thing if you're running. Like if people are like, I can't run 13 miles. I can't run a 5K. Yeah, mm-hmm. three miles, I can barely walk. You know, I can barely walk up the set of stairs. Mm-hmm. But then if you go to those races, you'll see like a 75-year-old woman, mm-hmm. you know, like crushing it and yeah. doing it within a yep. couple of hours. And you're like, not necessarily a 5K. You'll see those people at 5Ks. You'll see somebody that you look at and you're like, I'm in better shape than them. And yep. then you run by them and mm-hmm. then, you know, 20, and then min- they beat you. 20 minutes later, they're flying by you and you're like, wow, I wonder, I wonder, you know, it's not by chance. Like chances are like that person lost 50 pounds for this 5K. Correct. And, and, you know, you may have just added like two pounds, you know, before this 5k, but yet you look better than them. But mm-hmm. just because you look fit does not mean you are fit. There's a lot of people that so, look fit, but I can, I, I will put my money up against theirs that I could run more miles than them. Mm-hmm. I actually have a problem when I go to the gym, if I get on the treadmill and somebody gets on the treadmill next to me, Will Smith inspired this. Um, I don't know if he's still canceled or not, but um a while back ago let's let's just he was never canceled canceled he made a mistake he's a human yeah sure i mean it was on a huge platform but he is a human and he's entitled to mistakes whatever um but i don't know if he still canceled some people canceled them um i did not cancel him completely um but he a while back ago he said like if i get on treadmill next to somebody like i'll i will literally die before i get off of the treadmill before them yeah and i have that i have a like the whole there's in the Goggins thing too. I keep keep bringing him up, but he has a thing called uh, taking souls. It, it's essentially like whether the person knows it or not, like you're having a competition with somebody or as like you, as you're starting to run and they think that you're tired, but you just keep going and you can kind of see them like get like deflated, like, oh man, like there's been five Ks where I run and by the end of it, you know, I wasn't necessarily in, you know, shape as somebody would be like, man, I was like, trying to catch up to you and, and all that. And you're like, I, I know I, I thought that too, whether you were thinking it or not I'm, in my head, I'm like, there's zero chance that this person's going to beat me. And he said, like, there's been times where they said like, once you started sprinting that last like half mile, I thought there was no way I was going to catch up. I just slowed down. And in my head, it's messed up. But I think like, I know that was my intent, whether you saw it or not, it yeah. was to bury you. Um, it, just to push myself, like it's no disrespect on them or anything like that. But like on a treadmill, when I go to the gym, it happens all the time. The other day it happened where I was told myself I'm going to warm up on the treadmill for 10 minutes just to get my legs going before I was supposed to like squat and do, do uh, hit legs. And my wife is next to me on the treadmill and she's working out. And there's a, a ton of open treadmills. And then this guy who's in shape, much better, I mean, physically looks in better shape than myself, could probably run faster than me too. Um, he, he, for some reason, picks the treadmill right next to me. And in my head, I'm, I, I have a rule is, is if it doesn't matter who you are. If somebody gets on the treadmill next to me, I will not get off the treadmill until they get off of the treadmill. Uh, and right before I was literally, I was at like 13 minutes. So I was supposed to get off the treadmill at the 10 minute mark. And for some reason I stayed on there two extra minutes and then he gets on there and I like look over at my wife and I'm like, well, fuck, like, I'm, I guess I'm not, I'm not getting off this thing. Um, and I mean, I, there was times where he was, he was running faster than myself and I was running slow. So I put the incline all the way up to, you know, like 15%. I'll see him 
I turn his head, whether he's looking at me or not, because I'm just I'm looking ahead of me. He could be looking at a million other things in the gym, but in my head and how I saw it was that he was looking at me thinking like, holy shit, like this dude's running 15% incline. And then I would go down and then I would speed up. And I was, I ended up staying on the treadmill for an extra like 30 minutes, ended up doing like six miles. And then when he got off the treadmill, I saw that he did like, it was like four miles or something like that. Um, I was on the treadmill longer than him. He certainly did the four miles much faster than I was able to do four miles. But as he was slowing down, I bumped my treadmill up to like the 10, as almost as fast as it can go, like the 10 mile per hour, 11 mile per hour mark and just started hauling it to try and, you know, take his soul to try and do, to try and just push myself a little bit more, like as if I'm in some competition with this guy who does not know me, doesn't even know I was in a competition with him. Although I think that he may have, there were so many open treadmills that I, I definitely think he picked the one next to me for some reason, maybe not, but that's how my brain is beginning to operate and how I, I don't know how I continue to, it's, it's, I'm a psychopath for thinking that way, but that's, that's how I, well, he probably did choose the one next to you because he thought maybe it would make him, if I go next to this guy, I'm going to be less likely to not push myself. Yeah. I don't know. He, he looked like a did. runner. I mean, he looked like that's what he does. And then he lifts as well. I mean, he's in really good shape. Um, and I'm not a fast runner. I can haul it in short sprints, but I mean, he was like, he was really crushing it, but it, I, I mean, I, New Year's Eve this past year, same thing. I was in a hotel. I was, I had already run like three and a half miles or something like that. And this dude gets next to me and it's the same thing. I, I mean, if my mom got on a treadmill next to me, I would do that. If, if there's some 73 year old woman at the gym, I would just, I'd crush her. I wouldn't care, you know, maybe she may crush you. No, like I would, I would legitimate, I would have to die in order for her. You know, <laughs> In order for her to have to beat me, to beat and even though I could, you know, run X amount of miles, way more than her, and you know, she's mall, you know, walking, you know, speed, but I, it doesn't matter to me. It's it's just that I I try and do those little things to push myself a little bit more. My wife and I are starting to do it on the the bike. She'll she'll I don't even realize the other day I didn't even realize it. I was sitting there just just biking along. And then I see her over there hustling it out. And then I noticed that she was like 0.01 behind me. And then I realized what she was trying to do. And I just like put my head down and then just, you know, crushed her. Poor Alina. And um, she like, she was only, just, she was doing it just to push me. I mean, I was just sitting there just like watching the TV and mm -hmm. just going through you were the motions. the ones that were so upstairs? No, we were on the, the the ones that are in front of the treadmills oh, next okay. to the TV. Okay. Now we mm -hmm. use the, the ones that are down there are a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so I, and for me, uh, there's more sp space for my stuff. That's mm -hmm. an actual spot for my water that I can reach. And I actually should be working out, but my um, phone the barcode for some reason doesn't allow me in to that one. And I pay for the membership to do it, mm -hmm. but for some reason it won't let me. They got to get it together. Yeah. I can't even get into the cardio room, the, the blue room. Yeah. Without like my wife has to come over, scan the thing. 
in order for me to to get in. And I have access. I'm supposed to have access. Yeah. I pay for it. They just need to fix it, it sounds like. They do, yes. All right. Well, friends, Jerry gave you a lot of good tips and good information. I just talked a lot. It's okay. People listen to podcasts to hear people talk, not to hear space. Yeah. And air. So it's fine. First podcast, though. First time being interviewed. Yeah. Well, you did great. First time. And we told people where to find you. And so... Jay Hart, W93. And Hart is spelled... H-A-R-T. Yes. Okay, friends. Take care of yourself, which I think we've talked a lot about today. No rest days. And um, accountability mirror. Yes. And also take care of each other. That's the other part of my exit. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Don't coddle your friends. <laughs> Call them on their bullshit. Yes. The, the end. Bye. <laughs>